Hello friends, this is Joseph N. Train from Homo Sound. The idea of Homo Sound is very simple. We want to help artists, promoters, and other people in the scene to share their message, their experiences, their learnings, and life lessons. And as a byproduct, we hope that some of these insights will help and inspire others. And that's exactly why we're going to have chats and ask questions to some of the most interesting people in the scene. We hope you will enjoy. In this chat, we're going to speak with Arjun Vagale. This guy has been around the block for 25 years. He's been producing for a long, long, long time and exploring different sides of music, eventually approaching to what we would call techno now. He's been releasing consistently over the years with his alias Arjun Vagale, and lately just launched a new project called Asymmetric. And in the chat, we discuss about both. He has a big and very packed gigs schedule. He used to play 100 gigs a year before, and is now probably reducing to 50 for a lifestyle choice. And trust me, we discussed with a lot of people, we met a lot of people in India, and he is uh, one of the flagship names of the country. So it's been a pleasure for us to actually meet him, meet him in person. He's been releasing a lot under his own alias, Arjun Bagale, on labels such as Drumcode, Suara, Planet Rhythm, Trapets. And he also runs his own, own label, um, Odd Recording, with Ramiro Lopez. Aside from uh, his already packed schedule, this man runs a producer academy in New Delhi called uh, I Love Music. He also runs a booking agency called Unmute. And uh, most interestingly, he also found it, finds his life balance uh, to allow him uh, to spend more time with his wife and friends, which is always good to know from DJs who are performing so much. We got the chance to meet him in his place and go in India, and it was a fantastic experience because we saw also another side of his um, life, which is not just about production. In the chat, we cover a lot of topics. We go into his project, how he approaches production and music, what is uh, behind his uh, musical and creative ideas. And uh, we also cover how to be bookable through time. If you're a DJ or an artist, how you can get noticed. And bear in mind, Arjun uh, lives in India, which is uh, not the number one place in the world for techno in terms of connection uh, opportunities. So if we have a tough life here in Europe or in US, definitely people who are in other countries have a even tougher life in terms of uh, making uh, sure they have a supporting network, uh, accessing opportunities, uh, chatting and meeting with uh, promoters, other DJs, and other people that you can collaborate with. We also discuss about uh, focusing on process, which is uh, in the end far more important than outcomes, and it makes you much happier. We discuss about social media, human needs of validation, and we cover a lot about the Indian scene as well. Without further ado, Friends, welcome to Arjun Bagale. Arjun, thanks so much for being here. A uh, pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having Amazing. me. Amazing. We're here in uh, your house in Goa, in yeah. India. Yes. It's a beautiful place. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks. It's uh, home. <laughs> it's home for you. Yeah, yeah. You, we're in your studio, which is a beautiful studio, made up perfect uh, with air conditioning. So, <laughs> Well, you need it here because in Goa, it rains um, six months of the year and the monsoon's pretty heavy. So, um, 
you know, more, generally during the monsoon time, I'm out of the country and that's the time I'm like touring and stuff like that. Uh, but it's also a very beautiful time to be in Goa because it's lush and green. Uh, the only thing is that you can't go out so much. So that's why I have my studio the way it is so that I can spend days on days here if I need to. And, you know, I don't need to leave it. <laughs> yeah, you made it a very comfortable place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Um, great. And what are you up to these days uh, beyond music? How is your life? Uh, life's good. Um, I've... Um, I've I've been kind of doing this for a very long time. Like um, I've, next year is going to be twenty five years. Wow! You know, so it's it's almost a lifetime worth of doing the music and gigging and touring. So um, of late, I'm mo I've taken kind of like a step back in a way. Um, I'm making a lot more music mm. and touring a lot less, which I'm really actually enjoying. Um, and because of that. Uh, because of spending more time in the studio, I'm kind of um, sort of looking at other directions and not necessarily just, you know, forward to the floor kind of stuff. And I've been working on a lot of side projects, doing some art projects with some friends. So it's kind of been fun because I'm letting sort of the artistic side thrive more than me making music in a way for work. Yes. You know, like what mm -hmm. most people generally look at, you know, oh, I'll have a release, I'll tour with it, I'll, you know, but now I'm kind of making music more because I want to make it and I want to make what I want to make. And I'm not sort of keeping it in any structure and I'm just like sitting here and just putting everything on and just seeing where, where it goes, you know. It can go anywhere. Sometimes it'll be an ambient track, sometimes it'll be like, you know, you know, a drum and bass vibe or sometimes it'll be really like, you know, deep and sad or, you know, whatever. It's It's just like, the artistic side, yeah. It's a great position to be in. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's. Um, I've been kind of making a lot of... I mean, I've been making music for many years, but I've been also doing different styles of music for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's just that because one was always concentrating on the career and concentrating on, you know, um, getting on the right labels or doing the right gigs or whatever, the, the music-making process was also very much like... Since I was making, you know, dance floor music, I was also kind of being like very focused about it and trying to define my sound in a way or whatever but then I realized like you know a couple of years ago I said you know I told myself that my sound is what I make of it and to kind of let it run free and not so much about um, being in a structure or you know giving it too much importance as to where it should go the making process is more important than where it re ends up absolutely way, yeah. you know? I, yeah. I think I think the especially at the start of your career, when, when you're starting off, correct. you want to make it. Correct, right? so exactly. You need to find a way yeah. for that to work. Yeah, correct. I think what once you've done, it's beautiful that you can actually find back what brought you there probably in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. It's the pure love of it, you know. Exactly. It's the, if you, I mean, I, I now I think very, I think more in the sense of if you're an artist, then you need to make art. Yeah. You know, it's, everything else is, is secondary. And I think now in the world we live in, it's more important than ever to actually make art because there's so much shit. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the fact. And making music is easier than ever. Yeah. I mean, you can make a track on your phone if, you, if you've got the right app, you know? Yeah. So um, it's, it's fun to kind of break away from what people expect you to do and do something that, you know, that excites you as a person yeah. you know
it's much more enjoyable. Like you enjoy more the process for sure. Absolutely. And you I know? think, yeah, the process is more, actually the thing with what's happening now is that I enjoy the process of making music more than the end product. Yeah. Like there'll be times I'll be sitting and I, I, I just keep making, you know, I keep working and I'm, I'm huge into the whole modular thing now. Like I really have, have gone into it and I just sit here and make music and I was like, shit, I should have recorded that because it's actually sounding really good. But the idea is gone. Yeah. But that was fun. And I step out of the studio with a smile on my face because I had fun doing it. You know, forget it if it's not recorded or, you know, if it doesn't turn into a track. Yeah. The process is exciting. It is yeah. exciting. Yeah. And, and like, it, it's so interesting that you say that because I think I, I've been thinking about these things a lot. Like a yeah. lot of people who are satisfied with whatever they are in life yeah. they do the same thing that yeah. it's about the process I love doing what I do exactly yeah. more than what I get out of exactly. that exactly and it, yeah. which, which is beautiful like I, I think a lot of people me included and a lot of our friends as well like they struggle with this thing or like there's always like an outcome yeah. at the end of the, yeah. Yeah. Of the process yeah. and yeah. If, you follow, if you focus too much on that that becomes like I don't know it takes out a bit of the passion yeah and I mean in a way like you know I mean I get why you have to do that because you know, it's a tough world out there. It's so competitive and, you know, you're constantly, like, fighting the odds. You're, like, you know, everybody's trying to get a piece of that small pie, you know. And the pie is really small and it's getting smaller and smaller. But um, as soon as people realize that they don't need to, like, you know, just, you know. F there's a reason we got into music. It was because we loved music. Yeah. The, the listening of it, the making of it, the dancing to it. But then it got too much about the business side of it and yeah. you know and i think uh, i think there's a change happening though i see a lot of artists actually embracing this whole um process of actually uh, not going by formulas and breaking the norms and i think it's a really really interesting time as much as there is crap out there there's also innovative music happening now i think more than ever yeah. i think so and then the democratization of the tools yeah having a ableton or having a problem on your phone yeah, yeah. which you can do music yeah. is enabling much more so there is, yeah. there is much more music that it perhaps is not good yeah but also there's also very interesting stuff correct coming out. correct yeah absolutely one question that came to mind is that so um, behind asymmetric your new project yeah, yeah i think you wrote something about that on your social media probably i looked it up and you were saying something like i always felt this music was more closer to me yeah than than what I had to do before. So this was, a, I, I almost wanted to separate that because I wanted to do something completely free. Yeah, you know, the thing is that, um, like the whole idea for Asymmetric basically um, was I, I was making a lot of music which was not stuff that people would recognize as, you know, as stuff that I would have done under my own name. And initially the thought process was maybe I should just have it like a secret project and, you know, just just put out music and, you know, not think too much about it. But then all my friends and all that were like, you know, this whole secret project thing is also a bit weird because you should be proud of what you're doing. So I was like, okay, fine. You know, it makes sense. You know, and as my wife was like, it's, it's so, it, music is great. You know, like you should just put your name on it. But I was like, you know, but I have to segregate it. The whole thing was like the first asymmetric release is more, you know, is, is more maybe dance floor oriented a little bit but everything that's going to come after it is non-dance floor yeah you know and most of the music that i made was not really dance floor music it was very abstract and experimental and it was before it's actually all the i i made like maybe 17 18 tracks last year in two months just mm -hmm. sitting and just 
you know i was here in the monsoon like i said there's not much to do <laughs> so i was in the studio and i was just like you know that's it fuck it i'm just going to i'm just going to make whatever comes out and we'll see what happens in yeah. in, the, in two months and in two months i had made a lot of music and the first idea was okay great i'm going to put this out as an album perfect but then the more i heard it and the more i played it to my some of my friends and they were like this is not arjun vagli this is something else so that's when i was like okay we get another name right we do something else with it and um yeah so the first release has been a little bit more groove oriented yeah. but the second release is going to be more um i don't want to call it ambient it's going to be more beatless music and more experimental stuff yeah. so it's going to be slightly more weirder off beat off beat yeah kind of stuff so and let's it, see in even the name that you chose to pick the asymmetric like it yeah. so, so like speaks for itself well actually that was the reason oh. i i i i thought of the name was because of all the other music not yeah. the stuff i've actually put out right now yeah, you know yeah. the stuff i put out right now is still okay it's not 4 by 4 or it's not whatever but it's still not as weird as the stuff that's going to come out next you know for sure and, 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 and it's very interesting because it, like one of the questions that i had in mind was uh, is there a point where you would suggest to an artist to actually create a separate project with a different name you know honestly i don't think today you really need to do that yeah. because um I mean you know back in the day people made aliases because you know they were putting out music on different labels they were <clears throat> releasing records um and most of the times the records didn't have any PR they didn't have any marketing they didn't have you know they, nobody was thinking of charts and stuff like that today i don't think it's that relevant to kind of put off put put out music um under various different names and the only reason i did it was because I've got such a long history of putting out more techno which is you know a certain structure I would say yeah. and just because I broke it I wanted this music to break out of that structure and have the creative freedom to sort of do something so yeah maybe it's a good idea to do it later in your career when you kind of know that you know if your name is very well established with one particular style yes and um you know like I mean The reason I did it was because I wanted the music to have a fair chance for people to listen to it, you know? Because if I put out a re- record now and if it's an Arjun Bagli record, people will have a preconceived notion that oh, I know it's going to be like a dance floor track or whatever, you know? But if I put an asymmetric track out, then they won't know where it's going. And that's my whole idea for the alias is so that I can with this take any direction I want. If I want to put out a drum and bass record on the asymmetric name, I'm going to do that. You know, so there's no um sort of uh I'm not bound by any style and that's the reason I wanted to just make a alias. I'm still going to put out music under my own name. In fact, I have uh, a release coming out in Jan. I have one coming out now on a compilation. Mm-hmm. So that's going to keep happening. I mean, I love techno. I mean, I'm not going to ever go from it, you know. This is just the side thing which I want to just do to have to keep my soul happy in a way. <laughs> It's creative freedom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Both creative freedom. freedom. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a outlet for me to put out whatever else I'm doing apart from techno. Yeah. And it can make sense. It's uh mm-hmm. I, I think it makes less sense for producers who are starting off their career because then they are fighting for exposure and yeah. having two different ideas. Yeah. It's yeah. hard for people yeah. to remember. Yeah. Correct. And I I think also um for young producers to have um you know versatility is good actually, you know? Yeah. Um If you put out various styles when you're young, you also get that thing of okay, you're an artist who can do various things, you know, various zones and stuff like that. 
exactly. And there are there are very good examples of artists that are very eclectic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Apex Twin. It's exactly. I mean, one of the biggest yeah, names. Yeah, totally, totally. One thing that I, I've read in one of the previous interviews you, re- mm. you released uh, was that you always think about uh, this is about your Arjun Vagale yeah. alias. Uh, yeah. You always think about what is the vibe that uh, where the track is going to be played. Like, yeah. The fact that it's going to have old people. Right. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, the thing like when I when I, when I make music, like I I don't really come into the studio with an idea of um, you know a melody or you know that that kind of idea. The way I generally work is I more want to make music for, you know, thinking about um, a, a vibe that I've had or, you know, it's less about melodies or what the grooves should be like. It's more about the atmosphere that the track should sort of create. So when I'm making like techno, I'm always thinking I've got in my mind, okay, if I want to make like a peak time track or like if I'm making a deeper one or whatever. So it's always more about where the, the, the sort of atmosphere of the track, where it'll be played, and that's what kind of inspires me towards making that track in a way. Got it, yeah. yeah. So you're trying to create a vibe. A Correct, vibe. yeah. It's more about the vibe for me than actually the melody or whatever that goes into it. Yeah. yeah. And it's always like something oriented to toward clubs, or you imagine also different vibes? So yeah. So listen to it. Or... Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm making, like, for me, the techno side of things is more about, you know, it has to be played for an audience that's dancing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to make it for the dance floor. So I mean, whether it's a club or a warehouse or a festival or whatever, it it goes in that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more more so. That uh, my guess is that then inspired you already. So that yeah. that kind of vibe, like the the club vibe, the dancing yeah, vibe, yeah, inspires yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. that's what you translate yeah, into yeah, your music. Yeah. And and how does the so one thing that I've read as well in another interview is that the, you you mentioned. In, that was two years ago, I think. The Indian scene, electronic music scene, was exploding. Has that exploded yet? Um, you know, I think the scene kind of it's it, it's exploded in a way that um, how do I put it? There are good things happening here. There are a lot of great artists. There are a lot of uh, great people coming in. We always have um, now, you know, a whole bunch of sort of mm-hmm. great international talent that's coming in so in a way it's exploded but it's become like you know a jungle so it's exploded not in a very systematic manner but it's just growing from all corners and all sides is it a good thing i don't know but it's definitely getting out of control because in the end of the day um you know the audience is still very very small yeah so if you have two clubs that play great music and you have X amount of crowds, they'll be split between two. But if you have 120, the crowd is still the same, you know? So Probably that's yeah. the difference. So it, it's, it's not like a... So there are different pockets of where the, the Indian scene is developing. Yeah. And that is creating... A, it's creating... Like people listen to more yeah, and more. Yeah, people are listening to it. People that... I mean, it's growing for sure. I mean, we have some great festivals here. Uh, we have, um, you know, amazing artists actually coming out of India also, you know, the young guys are really, really talented. They're doing fantastic music. Yeah, I think it's gonna, it's gonna get better and better for sure, you know, like there's, yeah, the only way is up. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And how hard it is for an Indian artist who's just starting off, how hard it is for them to get noticed by a promoter abroad? Visa is, of course, is a big challenge. You know, um, that's the tough thing actually, because as uh, India is very cut off, you know, yeah. you're not like, you're not, 
you're not in Europe where you're in the center of things. You're kind of in Asia. Young artists, you know, how do you get out? You know, you can't meet promoters. You can't meet DJs. You can't meet all these kind of people. Sorry. So it keep, so it's it's tough for them to kind of you know get the word out. Yeah. Um, so they have to make music, and that's the only way you know to get signed to some decent labels, get a little exposure. Uh, yeah, it's tough, you know. I mean, if and honestly, like, if I was a young artist now, I don't know if I'll be able to, like, you know, if I would be able to do it because yeah. it's it's really tough. The competition is insane. Competition is insane. It's yes. like it's it's really cutthroat. Yeah, it, it it is insane in Europe as well, like in US as well. We, yeah, we face sure. the same problems and. Yeah. I guess one thing that for us works a lot is the network. When you are absolutely, that's the opportunity of networking here is very very limited because yeah. you can only network if some artist comes down, but you can never network with festival owners or club owners and yeah. stuff like that. So the only way your sort of name gets out is if you make good music. If you release, that's, that's yeah. the only way. Yeah. Is there anything that worked for you, like in your career? Could be released, could be playing in a specific party. They brought you on the map. I mean, it's the music. Yeah. I think that's the only way that I've got out is through the music. Mm -hmm. uh, there was no other way to get my name out there. Yeah. It's, I mean, like I said, there were no opportunities and India was very closed. Mm -hmm. And even now, it's opening up a bit. But still, to get anywhere in life, you know, you need to release music and that's the only way you'll get ex exposure. Yeah, I believe so too. And, and you release on Drum Code, for instance, which yeah. is a super visible label. Yeah. A great label has been there for 20 years. Yeah. How did that come about? Was that something specific you did before um, that you? I was playing a lot of my music, you know, yeah. that, I was put, that I had put out earlier. And um, he came to India for uh, a play. He was playing at a festival in India, and that's when I met him for the first time. And we hung out, and, you know, we were, we were chatting, and... Uh, he told me he really liked my music and stuff like that. So we kept in touch for a couple of years. Um, he was playing more of my stuff that I was putting out. Yeah. And um, eventually, I uh, how did it happen? Um, eventually, like he just sent me a mail one day and he told me he's like, you know, we should get you on the label and if you have anything, send it to me. So I had a couple of tracks that I had uh, lying with me and I, you know, kind of just. At a whim, it was, it was like, I mean, the, the track, if you heard the track, it's not a typical drum code track, right? Yeah. So I was like, you know, I have this. If you like it, you know, let me know. And he just mailed back and he said, yeah, I love it. Let's put it out. And that's kind of how it happened. Got it, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was very organic the way it happened. And it was never a label. I mean, I loved the label, but I never thought of actually releasing on it. But yeah. it did really well for me because it put my name out there more. And I was, of course, very grateful to Adam for it. And uh, I mean, he's a super guy, and he's been very supportive. And it's amazing, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's been he's been playing my music for years, so it was kind of nice to see that translate into a release. You know, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And were you sending him promos, or he was finding your music through other channels? Well, he found my music himself actually, and then he, since I saw he was playing the music, I was I I got in touch with him, and when he came to India, that's when we actually connected. Perfect, yeah. And since then, and that was good, like four or five years, maybe, you know, I was sending him music, all my promos of uh, all my releases and, you know, and, and some unreleased stuff and things like that. I was sending him a lot of music. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's something that I've, I've observed for myself, but also for a lot of friends and other people that like, I think personal relationships always plays a big role because people... 100%. Exactly. 100%. When like, people... I think personal relationship is the only way that, uh, to make a solid network with somebody. 
you know, so, yeah. about, uh, if, if you don't have that, and it's like we were saying that because there's so many artists and producers and stuff out there, if you don't have a personal connect, most people, you know, they won't even bother listening to it anymore because, you know, somebody like him probably gets like a hundred thousand sure. demos yeah. a day. You yeah, know? exactly. You know, so how much time do you have? So if he knows you, he'll at least listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Give it a shot and if the music is yeah. good, yeah. that's yeah. always crucial. Like, of course. That, then it depends on the music. If the music is good, then you make it. If not, then you try harder. You try harder, you try a new one. Yeah. And a couple of, of, of more things on your path and then maybe it would be nice to speak about your recent projects. Uh, sure. You know, you do yeah. a lot of stuff. Sure. Was there a turning point in your career? Do you consider like a, an event, a person, a release that, that made you... Mm. believe much more in yourself and what you were doing and made you think that it's possible to do this uh, as a career well you know like I mean I started very young I started yeah. DJing when I was 16 mm -hmm. you know and um, like professionally DJing when I was 16 uh, so was there a turning point um, I guess I always knew I was going to get into the music side of things somewhere you know yeah. and I don't think there was actually a turning point as much as there was hard work for many many years you know it was just I was fighting one battle after the other and taking one step at a time and you know that's why like some people like you know when I go to play somewhere especially internationally they're like oh you know it's, it's really good to see an Indian come up and you know you know they might not have known me but maybe heard of me a couple of years ago but actually I've been doing this for 25 years so right, yeah. you know so I've taken I've taken every step has been a process to do you know it's been a journey rather yeah. than one turning point and suddenly my life changed no <laughs> it was one step literally for yeah. the last 25 years I've been taking because it's tough being here because you're so cut off from the world yeah. you know yeah yeah I can imagine yeah so great stuff Go yeah I mean yeah I mean I, I'm I'm very proud of everything I've done and, and, and obviously the, the uh, music landscape in India and all the producers and the you know festival guys and the promoters they're all very proud of what I've done and you know of, of these there are a bunch of us who've been doing this for a very long time yeah and and it, the support structure is very good that we have in India because they've all seen us struggle and you know every battle is one battle that you win or one thing that you earn so yes. it's it's never been that you know oh something big has happened and suddenly you know you're getting gigs no it's like you gotta hustle all throughout yeah yeah of course I need to keep pushing you need to keep, keep to Yeah, to keep correct. doing yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you have your own label, Odd Recordings. Yeah. Uh, was that something you considered as being instrumental for your growth as an artist? Yeah, you know, uh, this is actually my second label. The first label I had started was a label called Maktab Music, which was started maybe like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And with that, my idea was more... That's when I started becoming a bit big internationally. Yeah. So my idea was to push more Indian artists. And with that label, we used, we used it as a platform for... Um, You know, launching quite a few Indian producers' careers. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of them are doing really well. So that label, I ran, ten, or, yeah, maybe eight years or ten years. And then there were a lot of labels that started up in India that were doing the same thing. Right. So I was like, okay, since there are more people doing it, I'll stop that. And that's when Ramiro and me started Odd. And yeah, Odd is a full-blown international proper label. You know, we've got artists from all over the world. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's doing really well. And yeah, of course, it, it definitely helps in um, the way people look at me as an yeah. artist, having my own label. 
this, yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped. Yeah, it gives you also creative freedom as well. Correct. Like I mean, like stuff. now I can put out stuff that I really like, and I get a lot of music from people all over. Yeah. So yeah, we we don't do that many demos and things like that because with the label, we decided we don't want to make it like a gigantic, you know, big label putting out music all the time. We want to put out releases that we like. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Would you recommend to an artist to start it on label or try to get on bigger? Labels? I think I think, hundred percent. Yeah, I think starting your label now in the world we live in is, is a great idea because, it gives you the creative freedom to put out what you like. You know, a platform, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean it goes two sides. Of course, you can put out some shit, and nobody will buy it. <laughs> but if you have conviction in your music yeah. then there's no better feeling to own your own music and put it out yourself and have creative freedom whether it be the artwork or the music or the marketing or whatever way you want to put it out yeah exactly and, yeah. It, and it, once you, have, you start having fans of the label then yeah. it's, it's kind of a two way communication you have Correct. fans that, yeah, yeah. you have a discussion yeah. with your fans Correct. yeah and, and yeah and it's, 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 it's also like you know your home mm. to you do your home up the way you like it you know yeah, yeah. you um, you have the, you invite the people into your home the way you invite people anywhere else so it's, exactly. it's it becomes a nice little creative um, family yeah. who you can interact with it, it is yeah exactly and then you, you have kind of a signature sound of the yeah, label correct yeah very interesting yeah. you you also been releasing a lot like I came across your music with um, I think you released you did on Planet Rhythm yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. it was probably a year and something ago yeah, um, yeah the that track, was the first one yeah the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and the track was and there was you and there I think, was you which is a broken track yeah, I love broken yeah. stuff so. okay yeah and I really like the track and you, you've been releasing a lot like uh, I've, I've I know your music I've checked your discogs you've yeah, yeah. been doing yeah. tons of releases yeah I've had like a lot you know. <laughs> I mean yeah like I said over 25 years the it, discography it, is quite big yeah. you know and yeah the thing is I make a lot of music I'm constantly making it's for me making music is a release right you know it's um, I love it like we were talking about the process I love the process of making music yeah and um so I make a ton of music and I, I I play live as well. So, you know, to to play live, I, I, I do a lot of jamming and stuff like that. Some of it is recorded. Some of it gets converted to tracks. So, yeah, but I don't release that much anymore now. It's I'm kind of like, you know, I'll make it, but I, it may not come out. Um, but yeah, the history is very long. <laughs> the history is very long, yeah. History is long, yeah. It's, it's a great thing to see, actually, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you also have a, an, another thing that strikes with me is that you have um, you have other recordings, your yeah. label, yeah, the previous label before. You have two projects now musically. You run a booking agency yeah. called Unmute. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Like uh, yeah. I have a music school also in New Delhi. Yeah, music school. I have wow, music okay. academy. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, when you've been in the game for so yeah. long, <laughs> you try and. And like, I mean, it goes back to the same thing of being in India. Yeah. Now, Unmute was the first booking agency in India, first professional booking agency in India. Mm -hmm. They didn't exist. Right. So I needed a booking agency to handle my own gigs because I was storing a lot. I was doing like 100 gigs a year and stuff like that. That's a lot, yeah. You know, and I was like, I can't handle this and I need somebody to handle it. And you, you found someone, who, did you find that so, someone who was a friend? Or yeah, so the, the, my longtime manager, basically, I started the agency with him. Because he was uh, the manager for before I started, uh, before I was doing my solo stuff, I had a band called Janebi Cartel. 
same know? music or, I mean, so we were doing more progressive like more um it was kind of like the indian answer to like underworld and chemical brothers it was a band four piece band very interesting you know we had percussions a bassist you know computers blah 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 all that stuff and we were touring a lot as a band and um so he was um, my manager dave at the time um was doing all our bookings and he was handling all the logistics and so when i went solo and started doing my stuff under my own name i i told him i said i think it's the right time that we now start an agency because i definitely need one mm-hmm. but i know a lot of other guys could benefit from it and so we started unmute which became sort of i was probably the first pro agency in india yeah and at the same time we started the school in delhi because i was like okay we need to give back and we need to help educate um the younger generation you know i had already been doing it back then for maybe 10 year 10 12 years yeah. when i was in the business so it was important to lay the foundation for the next generation yeah. like how can we help them empower them and obviously now the internet is blown up and information is very available it wasn't so much back then in india internet was still very very slow and you know um mm-hmm. you didn't have the infrastructure that you have now you know now of yeah. course everything is available yeah. but even like knowing about software and forget hardware i mean you can now buy maybe some synthesizers in india back then 10 years ago there's nothing like so you have to import or everything so find just, them first correct exactly them. so that's why like yeah. i mean like when i bought my first moog i had to get in touch with moog and you know tell them i need one in india and they were like oh shit how do we get one to india and blah 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 customs this that <laughs> it was a nightmare yeah and yeah so and my now my moog is like in the school but um it it was tough so the idea for the school was that we need to make a space where we can help the next generation sort of you know grow give them a platform uh teach them encourage them educate them you know everybody wants to play digitally but you know i started with vinyl so for me it was important that no you have to learn on turntables so that's how we designed the course in the school and you know so now it's good like kids who come out of it they're well rounded they're yeah. they, they're not they're not uh, you know they know the foundation they know the basics you know which i think is very important to have a career in music if you don't have you know those foundations right then yeah, yeah. You won't get very far in by providing the support network yeah. providing support infrastructure i think you are really helping people develop that absolutely and, and that was the main objective of it was to actually have some support system a place where you know somebody can come and actually look at a keyboard and look, look look at a synthesizer rather than just seeing a vst because they've never seen a real one yeah and then we tell them that the software came second this came first <laughs> for them it's the other way around You yeah. know they learn on software and then they go to hardware you know what is this machine like yeah exactly they don't know you know they first time you they see a drum machine they're like oh cool but i can do it on my computer i said yeah well, your computer is emulating that yeah yeah that's if you learn this you know that like that yeah you know and, and so so the music the the music academy which is, i think is called i love music i love music yes. yeah in a you do dj courses produce production courses production, yes. music theory i guess correct wow okay yeah. it's amazing yeah it's 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 a I mean we do we do um I mean and and the courses even have management classes they have networking classes you know so we try and give them a little bit of everything that so once you get out 
you're actually ready to step into the field and actually try and look for gigs or go find a residency and well, you know which is not that uh, surprisingly perhaps uh, yeah. it's I've, I've I've been through a music school right we have friends they are in yeah. music school in yeah. London I went, I went to SAE you know SAE I went, oh, I, wow. yeah, yeah I went to SAE in Singapore in yeah. 1999 you know and there were no schools there was nothing yeah. and I went to SAE and SAE didn't have any electronic music back then oh really yeah, zero so I went there and they were teaching me about mics and shit and I was like what the fuck am I doing yeah. I want to learn about synthesizers and they didn't have anything in the school so I learned myself but yeah. the knowledge was amazing you know of course you can't beat the knowledge it is for me for me I went to SAE as exactly. well yeah, yeah. in London yeah. but I did electronic music production Correct. so it was just yeah. there for like six months yeah. and the, we did have like a studio with synthesizers Correct. they didn't have all that back in the day yeah. you know like and I, that's what I thought I'm going to learn uh, audio engineering mm. and I learn about you know production and synthesizers mm-hmm. and stuff they didn't have anything yeah. yeah they had like a nice big desk and that's it <laughs> mixing because that's probably what, what yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But it also, what, what, what I think it sometimes is missing in courses is that they teach you the technical side. However, there is also the part of like promoting your music, getting music out there that yeah. is completely left out. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, do a lot of that. In fact, like, I mean, uh, we have a lot of guest lectures coming into mm-hmm. the school. So, like, you know, obviously now I have a pretty good network and I know a lot of artists who keep coming down. So anytime there's an artist playing in Delhi, I always ask them, do you want to do a quick thing at the school? Even if it's a short one hour thing. <clears throat> we do like a question answer session we've had guys who've done breakdown of tracks like you know um mo uh, drumsell is a good friend of mine yeah. he's come to india a few times so every time drumsell comes we do like you know an extensive workshop with him and the kids get inspired by looking at artists like that you know we've also had you know i mean i'm not um with the school we try and not go too much in the commercial music direction But sometimes we have some big artists like I think we've had one of these big EDM guys come in there as well. So they get a side of what that side of the world is about. Yeah, yeah, for know? sure. So for sure. It's important. I mean, it's part of correct. music. It's about educating taste. them across the board, then it's their decision which direction they want to take. Yeah, amazing. And we'll make sure we put all the links in the in the show notes. Yeah, I'll send you everything. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. And I had another question that it came to mind. I forgot it now. I lost my train of thoughts. No, no worries. Um yeah so h- how do you split your time like how do you do you have a, like a structure in the week that you say okay I dedicate this time to a mute this time to the label this time to my own production or is like Yeah there is a broad structure actually mm-hmm. um so the week is like kind of um if I'm back home on like Sunday most of the times I, I mean most times you don't have gigs on Sundays back on Sunday Monday is completely a you know rest day mm-hmm. Tuesday I spend doing all admin work so whether it's working um working on bookings with unmute or with the school um wednesdays is generally uh, romero and me and antonio my label manager we try and have a label meeting every wednesday almost yeah. every wednesday at least twice a month in bolivia bolivia in goa no no no, no they, they, he lives in spain so we're on skype and we have a good 2 3 hour you know what what's the next plan and whatever we need to do for the next releases and stuff like that and um yeah and then the rest of the week is either studio or you know me hanging out with my wife and cooking and just you know having a shit life normal life trying to have a normal <laughs> life yeah. the thing is like you know uh, me and my wife have been together for like 15 years wow. you know we were we've only been married for like 
five or six or whatever. But we've been together a very long time. So we've known each other. She's seen me grow from a relatively small artist to somebody who's touring a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so the sacrifice is that I'm out every weekend mm-hmm. and she's not, you know. So now I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna like I'm not traveling that much. So you know, we try and spend more time together, whether we cook or go out and you know meet our friends or you know whatever, just yeah. do like normal stuff. You yeah. know, I guess. Is she into music? She produces or no, 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 or... not at all. She no, she's um, she's a writer. She used to write for magazines and she used to do a lot of travel writing and uh, food writing and stuff like that. And and she writes. She she's not dumb, she's not into electronic music at all. Uh-huh. So she loves jazz uh-huh. and she likes old school hip hop and um, <clears throat> sorry world music and you know Fela Kuti and those kind of things. So it's really nice because when I get out of my studio, I'm listening and we've got music playing in the house most times because she's really into music. She's as as much I am into my electronic music, she's into hers, you know. So she's constantly educating me on that stuff, mm-hmm. and then I kind of a little bit to her. Yeah. But she's educating me a lot, and I love it because it influences me a lot tremendously. Yeah. Especially sure. now, you know, where I'm kind of pushing this experimental style myself. I mean, we're listening to jazz records and stuff like that, and I'm like, you know, crazy time signatures, and you know how these guys are—they're just like. Insane musicians, and it's very inspiring. Yeah, exactly, and, and it gives you a different perspective. Otherwise, Absolutely. you end up doing the same things. Absolutely. Over so, and over. Yeah, I mean, if I'm not in the studio, we actually very rarely listen to electronic music outside the outside of this room. Very rarely. I might, if I come across a really good album, I might play it for her. Uh, like, um, who had a really good album that I'm. Um, uh, Alessandro Cortini, his oh, yeah. new album. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in love with it. And I was like, you gotta listen to this. And I sang it to her. She's like, yeah, wow, okay, that's good. So even Telephone Tel Aviv's new album is just like beautiful, you know. So stuff like that I'll take out of this room. But apart from that, I just keep the electronic music in this room so that she can play the music in the house, and it's really inspiring. You know? Amazing, yes. And I think that then inspires you. It helps you also like hundred percent detach from it. Clears that. your mind, you know, because yeah. yeah, sometimes it's a different perspective in life. Yeah, you know? and I and I feel like that. Uh, staying away from the electronic there have been times where you know if I'm not playing for a couple of weeks I'll be like okay I'm not going to listen to anything electronic and just like let my you know mind clear all of these things and yeah. most times you come back in and you've got like okay ideas keep flowing hey, it's, it's amazing because sometimes like actually you get more inspiration for something that is completely different absolutely. then you bring it back to your absolutely. electronic music whatever absolutely. you do absolutely absolutely It's, it's 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 really lovely and even like you know earlier when I used to travel and I'm listening to music on my headphones I was always listening to like you know whatever I'm you know what I want to play or whatever now I just don't do it I just like you know I'll get on Spotify and I'll make a playlist of just weird random stuff yeah and I just feel my mind is so much more clear right I agree, it's, yeah. yeah it's strange it's counterintuitive yeah exactly but yeah. it works yeah like, it really totally. works yeah, yeah it really works totally amazing we Before we wrap up, I'll ask you two more questions. Sure, so absolutely. We're going to wrap up yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think, one suggestion that's uh, for artists to, uh, what can help an artist get bookings throughout the year? So you've been on the scene for a long time. Now you have seen a lot of things. Yeah. Any suggestion you would give to an artist who is like, who is there already is playing quite a bit. What makes them bookable for 
throughout the years. You know, I think um, it's like we said earlier, networking is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And then consistency. I think, um, you know, one thing I see a lot of young artists, what the mistake they make is they think, oh, I've done this. Like, like for example, you have one really great release. And you're like, okay, this release is going to carry me forward. But more often than not, because of the world we live in today, music, the value, the actual value of music is so shitty that nobody remembers anything because, you know, the world has ADD. It's, no, attention levels are so small and, I mean, you can make, you can make a, you know, you can make the most amazing track ever. But yeah. the fact is, the shelf life of that track is two weeks. It's, we, we've seen, like, we, we run a label as well, like, and we've seen that. Dude, I, I, so I just much. realized the label yeah. you run, it's fucking cool. Like, oh, thank you. you know, thank you. <laughs> I was just hearing. It's, it's, it's us, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like I was hearing VSK's new track, and then I realized oh, yeah. it's your label because yeah. I, I, I didn't know you were entrained, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I didn't <laughs> connect the two. That's crazy. <laughs> so now we know each other. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Man. But and, get, yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly what you're saying, yeah. I remember we love to do the promo. We'll send you all the the, the other promos. Oh please, yes, yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, we just realized that there is a shelf life. Like the basically people get take an interest if yeah. they hopefully like the music. Yeah. Then three weeks after it goes down. So nobody we, remembers it. Yeah. Nobody it's, remembers that. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, like I've been, and obviously because of running labels, and I know I'm, I'm sure you guys do the same. It's like I always, you know, in, in six months I look at all the statistics. Yeah. And look at you know Spotify statistics and stuff, and you'll see this big spike when the release is out, and then boom, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like, not even uh, like one week, maybe five days sometimes for some yeah. reasons. And you're like, what the fuck? It's uh, so sad. But going back to what you said before, like it's such a saturated market that yeah. people do, like you can't listen to techno like for twelve hours a day. Yeah, yeah. you need to. You probably have half an hour of techno. Exactly. You feed I don't know six tracks. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. That's the space you dedicate exactly. to techno in your life. We, what we figured out that works a lot for us uh, is uh, whenever we have a new release, uh, we create a new bundle with yeah. previous releases, yeah. which include the new releases plus other ones. Yeah. And that actually brings a lot of more attention to also the back catalog. Right, correct, correct. Works yes. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people really love good. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, of, yeah, that's true because, you know, people don't even remember half the stuff that you put out, you no. know. And to give the music a chance to actually be heard. Because that's all one wants is the music to be heard. That's it. I mean, that's the way you're making the music, right? Well, what is something you wish you knew before, like, you know, five years ago? Don't take life too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, yeah. I think that's one point which I keep telling a lot of people today that this um, the obsession with, like, you know, Instagram and, like, social media and, you know, nobody really gives a shit. You know, nobody <laughs> really cares at the end of the day because... Um, they're numbers, right? I mean, and mm -hmm. you can be flavor of the month and, you know, do something really big. But, you know, what's more important is the real world that you live in and the stuff that you do for, you know, if you, like, I often think about now because of so many years into it that legacy is important. Like, what are people going to remember you for? And I think that's, I, I should have learned this many years ago. Like, do people really care about like how many followers you have and like what you ate for breakfast and all that? Nobody gives a shit about all that <laughs> stuff, you know? Make yeah, good music so. and maybe it doesn't last. Maybe people won't, you know, appreciate it right now. But, you know, somebody digs up your back catalog and finds a track in 
like there's this track I made called Terra Cause, right? Mm. Like um, ten, eight, ten, maybe it was eight, ten years ago, and it was more a tech housey kind of track. But there are people still who come up to me and tell me, "Dude, that track of yours," and young people, and I'm like, "You actually know that track? It's really weird." But there are some people who dig. So I, I like the advice that I would give myself is that do what you're doing with the music, and you know, because for a long time. Your perspective changes, and like I said, being in India, you know, for us to get our name out or to get our uh, sort of, you know, for people to know us, you have to put out content and you have to kind of show the world who you are and whatever. And I think it's not important. It's yeah, I think it's important, and especially if that is uh, something you don't do because you like, like yeah, yeah. it crosses an outcome. It's, yeah, it's, it's work at the end of the day, yeah, and you know, right. I've seen so many, even friends of mine who are artists, you know, they have social media schedules and stuff and I'm like man how much time do you spend on this <laughs> shit you could be spending that in the studio and doing something creative you know and i mean i'm i did it for a while no i'm yeah. not going to lie about it initially and i just came to the realization of uh, it's, it's too much effort yeah. it's too much of your brain being put into something that's not important well it's it's comforting to to hear this from you yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've actually learned it from my friends too, and people who've been in the business for a long time, and 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 you know I've seen the way they do things, and I'm like you know, not we we don't all have the answers, but I guess we all inspire each other, and I learn from people who've come before me, or even people people my my peers and people around me, and like you know okay they seem to be doing something right by not you know putting too much of their attention into some into this. And and their music is so much more is 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 deeper and it 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 actually means something, whereas a lot of the hype train artists, it all sounds the same sh- like the same shit they did five years ago. All their releases sound the same. You yeah. don't even change the damn kick drum most of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think yeah. Also, detaching from trying to seek validation, external validation, that's another big thing. Exactly this this validation from complete strangers. Why do you need it? Yeah, you know. It's just, just I, I think uh, being human, we are attracted from that. Correct. Right? We yeah, have, we I, have... I read this. I read this book. Um, the guys in the book says that as humans, we humans strive for validation, constant validation. Mm. Um, and it's it's very interesting the way he put it, where he said that you know the more we say that oh look how hard I work and you know people around you be like oh he's a hardworking guy and they want to <laughs> sympathize with him. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and I think that's just like the shittiest thing to yeah. get, you know, get ahead in life through sympathy. Like, be known for your art, not for, yeah. you know, I'm a hardworking guy. And, and for <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, like, yeah. you know, again, this whole thing of being in India, a lot of Indian artists now, like, you know, I have it tough, I'm in India. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's okay, we've all had it tough, we're in India, we're all doing it still. Yeah. Like, you know, push ahead. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get any extra points just because... You know, you live in India and you have a tough life. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Nobody really cares. You know, if you want to be heard, you want to be, you know, you want to make it out there. Just work harder. And you, I mean, I, I tell the Indian guys like you have to work double hard. You know, there's this kid called Dot Dad. I don't know if you've heard of him. Young, no. young producer from India, from Pune. Uh, very talented kid, and <clears throat> I've known him for many years. Um, He he's somebody who's got this real drive and motivation, and we keep talking and you know 
I mean, he's very young, so I mean, I try and help him and give him as much advice as I can mm-hmm. because I think he's got what it takes to take it to the next level, you know. And um, a lot of times, his thing is that, you know, I'm stuck and I want to do and, you know, I'm not getting this opportunity to do it. And I'm like, you know, it's sad, but mm-hmm. nobody's going to give you the opportunity. And you, for you, it's doubly hard. So yeah. if you get an opportunity, you need to milk it. And he, like, I mean, and he's doing, and he started doing really well. You know, he won the Beatport contest, uh, which was some, uh, whatever. Now, Panpot are his mentors for a year. Perfect. He's got a release on Second State coming. So I said, you know, take it and m- squeeze the hell out of it. Get every, you can ev- to, every yeah. drop. Just get whatever you can because that might lead to 10 other connections and yeah. you, know, you don't know what doors will open. Yeah. So I said, especially you being from India, you need to play the I'm in India. I need, I, I need more, more time and, you know, listen to my music, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, he's, yeah. I, I like guys who've got drive, you mm-hmm. know. And it, it's an amazing thing and I think maybe would, would uh, not knowing him, I don't know, but like maybe what he needs is just a big, pu- a bit of push. Correct. Someone who tells him like, just push, you Correct. know, go exactly. for it. Correct, exactly, yeah. That encouragement is, is, is very important. Yeah. And that's one really good thing that I, I think the Indian scene has is um, like like the, like I was saying, the, the, it's a big country with a lot of people, but the scene is very small. Yeah. You know, so there are like only a handful of really great producers and DJs. Well, DJs a lot, but a handful of really great producers and they all encourage each other, which is very, very nice about the scene. It's perfect. And like supporting network is it's a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. It, it makes you go through yeah, hard times. Correct. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. This has been amazing. Yeah. Really good to meet you. Oh, really my good pleasure. To I'm, I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah. The last thing in the recording. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Where can people find your work? Um, pretty much everywhere. Streaming is um, on all the streaming platforms. Um, to listen, of course, SoundCloud and stuff like that. A lot of my music's are on vinyl. So, of course, all the record stores. Um, luckily, like, I mean, one thing I really try and do is to work with good distributors and things yeah. because that's the only way to get, you know, your music sort of out there and, you know, the way things are. I mean, <clears throat> I honestly wanted to do this release as like a hand stamped, you know. Asymmetric kind of, one. Yeah, asymmetric, yeah. just super like, super low-key, you know, no artwork, no nothing. And my distributor was like, how am I going to get the records to you? And how are you going to get them back to me? You know, I was like, okay. You have a distributor in Europe? Yeah, I work at Triple Vision. Ah, yeah. Triple, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Super, you know, they're super, super, good. Good. super good. He was like, but how are you going to get them back to us? Yeah, I'm like, hmm, good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably pay more taxes in Dude, transportation than they do. But, but, they're, but they're, they're so nice that um, the, the guy who handles the shipping, he I was like, I want to get some records to India because... Um, I, I have a online shop called Odd Shop okay. that sells, we do, like, that's cushion that you're saying, you know, like, stupid stuff like that, you know? Cool. <laughs> because you don't get this stuff in India, We should right? take a picture of, yeah, yeah. we'll do this. You know, I was like, we don't get this, we'll make it, fuck it, you yeah, know? Yeah. So we make stupid stuff like that, and we also sell some vinyl and things, cool. you know? So, yeah. It's great. Yeah, and Triple Vision are great. Like, um, uh, amazing. They've I been would. so supportive, yeah. you know. Uh, They're really good. They, they take care. They help you. Really. Not, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really love working with them. They yeah. just like... And, and they're like musicians running, yeah. you know, which is good. Yeah. It's, That's true. Yeah. yeah. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much.